From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. Two Russians fled the country to avoid military service have requested asylum in the U.S. after landing on a remote Alaska island in the Bering Sea. Karina Borger, a spokesperson for U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski, says the office has been in communication with the U.S. Coast Guard and Customs and Border Protection and that the Russian nationals reported that they fled one of the coastal communities on the east coast of Russia to avoid compulsory military service. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security says the two Russians arrived by a small boat Tuesday and that they have been processed in accordance with applicable U.S. immigration laws. Unofficial preliminary results from Juno's 2022 municipal election are out. Deputy City Manager Robert Barr spoke on the KINY Morning Show. We had an election, and uh, kind of uh, as expected, all the individuals running for assembly and school board were, were, were running unopposed. So they, they uh, all appear to um, have won their races. I say appear because we only have unofficial results at this point, um, about Uh, 17.4% turnout. That number will go up uh, as we uh, finish counting ballots. Um, Pretty much what was counted on election night was everything that was turned in for election day. We have unofficial results on the propositions. Um, The bonds for the parks projects and the 1% sales tax, uh, those appear to be uh, passing. Uh, it, would, it would take a lot to change the results on those two. And then the other two are close. So on Proposition 1, New City Hall, um, that one uh, is a, a, the yes votes were at 49.6% and the no votes are at 504 uh, So that one's very close, uh, currently failing. And then the Proposition 4, the one that would repeal uh, mandatory disclosure, the yes votes are right now at 50.3% and the no's at 49.7%. So also um, very, very close. The Canvas Review, Review Board will meet on October 17th and again on the 19th to review and certify the election. The official final results will be posted online once the Canvas Review Board and election officials certify the election on October 19th. Voting in the 2022 Ketchikan City and Borough elections ended Tuesday night. For the position of Ketchikan Borough Mayor, incumbent Rodney Dial and Katie Jo Parrott were in the running. Dial received 1,632 votes and Parrott 1,359. Dial spoke to News of the North on Thursday. The first priority is that we need to take care of the deficit in the local education fund. It has about a $600,000 deficit currently. And then we know that we have teacher contracts coming up, so we really need to shore up that fund. And I'm, I'm excited that we've got a long-time returning assembly member, or likely to have one, that was actually involved in the creation of the local education fund. And we should be able to figure out the best way for the community to fix that going forward, and I'm excited about that. And further added. My ideals are extremely important to me, and I believe that's important for consistency in the community, that you have a leader that says what they mean and mean what they say. And I just, uh, I want to bring people together, but I also want to focus on the core issues of the borough and stay out of the divisive issues as much as possible. Ketchikan Mayor Rodney Dial. Last month, Representative Mary Peltola introduced and passed out of the House her first piece of legislation, the Food Security for All Veterans Act. The bill calls for the creation of an Office of Food Security within an Department of Veterans Affairs. This just seems like the bare minimum that we could do. We should be doing so much more um, 
to show our gratitude and appreciation and respect for veterans. And um, this really just seemed like a like a something that would that is is a no brainer and and a good place to start. Peltola outlined her hope with the legislation. I'm very pleased with with the passage of that on the House side. Uh, food security is something I ran on. I my whole premise of, of running for Congressman's Young Seat was to elevate the issues of food security that we have, actually food insecurity that we have um, throughout Alaska. And so I'm very happy that um, I was able to start with veterans and create, uh, the, the bill would create an office within Veterans Affairs to help veterans uh, determine their eligibility for certain programs and put them in touch with resources if needed. She says food insecurity is a national problem. It's an issue that is very common in families that have a history of service in the military. And even active duty members sometimes are are in food insecure situations. And this impacts their families. And oftentimes we see that children of active duty members become service members themselves. So I think it's really important that we honor our obligations to the people who have served our country. Representative Mary Peltola. The Kodiak Chamber of Commerce presented a gubernatorial fisheries forum with former Governor Bill Walker and former Representative Les Gara. Governor Mike Dunleavy did not attend the debate. The first question raised dealt with fishery monitoring and whether the candidates would use human or electronic means. Walker spoke first. I think I would probably go with the electronic because um, I've been followed around a bit when I was governor uh, by my security folks, and that made me a little bit nervous. So I think I'm going to go with the, I'll go with electronic. And then Gara addressed the question. I will go with uh, human observers. I'll have somebody to talk to, and um, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why they'd be following me around, but we'd talk and, uh, and get to know each other. The next question was, ranked 1 to 10, what priority would seafood issues have in their administration? versus other issues they would be addressing. Gara spoke. Fish bind Alaskans, whether you're a commercial fisherman or a subsistence fisherman or a sport fisherman, I believe fish bind Alaskans. That's why so many Alaskans oppose the pebble mine. I oppose the pebble mine because we know that we have to make sure that fish are here for this generation and the next generation. And Governor Walker added this. Our fiscal situation is is a, a very high priority to me. Uh, we do not have do not have a fiscal plan. Have not had one for ten years. We've gone through nearly twenty billion dollars of savings. So the fiscal issue is is very very high on my list. But certainly, you know, fishing is a is a visceral issue in Alaska. I've been accused of you know commercial fishing, sport fishing, subsistence fishing. I everywhere every way I have caught a fish, I have had people not happy with how I ever caught that fish. Remarks made at the Kodiak Chamber of Commerce Fisheries gubernatorial debate. Meanwhile, Walker was on action line and says he is interested in seeing an endowment for the Alaska Marine Highway System. According to the 2022 Southeast by the Numbers report by Rank Coast Data, they said that ridership on the ferries is down, saying that from 2012 to 2021, ridership on the ferry is down 73%. Walker said it signals that something is wrong. 
it's interesting to me that, that our schedules are, are, are becoming more challenging. Um, you know, as we end up with fewer and fewer ferries, and then, you know, then, then the various ones have mechanicals, and, and we were on, you know, the Mother Conti is 50, is 50 years old this year. You know, that's unheard of. And, and, uh, in the, in the marine world necessarily is, is, uh, 20 to 30 years, but to 50, so we need to make sure that they're, they have the, the proper maintenance. He noted less frequent services to communities. Many people have told us that the schedule was challenging, and the schedule is absolutely no fault of the crews, absolutely not. Uh, the, 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 we need to do a better job in, in, on, on scheduling. You know, in, in Ketchikan, there used to be a, you know, a couple trips a, a week to, to Prince Rupert. Now it's once a month. So, of course, of course, ridership is down. They have figured out other other ways or trying to figure out other ways or they just they just don't use it. So, um, you know, if, if Alaska Airlines had cut back the way we have on the marine highway system, their ridership would be down as well. So it's a matter of providing the service that is that is needed uh, to the folks that need it. To get the politics out of the marine highway system, Walker says he'd like to see an endowment. As, as far as taking the politics I'd love out. To have, I'd, like, I'd love to have the marine highway system funded through an endowment. And just take it out of the whole the whole legislative process and an endowment specifically for the marine highway system. They have that in other countries that are resource uh, resource rich countries. Gubernatorial candidate Bill Walker. Juno Senator Jesse Keel spoke on Action Line to the recently formed Office of Energy Innovation, which is being housed in the office of the governor. I think that uh, working on energy innovation, working on renewables in Alaska uh, is is uh, a great thing. We've been doing that a little bit through the Renewable Energy Grant Fund, which I think is coming up for a sunset, uh, and we're going to need to extend that and, and fund that. Um, but putting some policy-level focus on it, I think, really will help. Um, I might have put it a different place in the bureaucracy, um, so it's a little more uh, professional, a little less politician. He highlighted the Alaska Rail Belt as an area that could use more renewables. The Rail Belt desperately needs more renewables. They're burning gas. The price fluctuates like crazy. Um, And when gas was super cheap, that was great for them, but the price of gas is not what it used to be. Juno's paying functionally the same for electricity that now as we were back then and and uh it's just steady and predictable and and households and businesses can plan for it um and that's really good for people for families for businesses in the economy so all the way around he stressed that fuel struggles in rural alaska and says more renewables could address fuel costs in that region in rural alaska in remote rural alaska you have folks burning diesel, and the price of that fluctuates even worse than the price of gas, and it's high as a baseline, so it goes from bad to worse and back to bad again when things get better, which is not a good place to go back to. Small-scale renewables out in rural Alaska may not make it cheap. They may not make it Juno energy prices, but they can drop that price from what diesel uh, bounces around at and keep it low. Juno Senator Jesse Keel. A study is showing that millions of teens in America are vaping. ABC's Mark Remillard has the story. A study from the FDA and CDC shows that more than 2.5 million U.S. middle and high school students reported using e-cigarettes at least once within the past 30 days. Broken down, that amounts to 14.1% of high school students and 3.3% of middle schoolers. And despite efforts to crack down on flavored e-cigarettes, as federal regulators say they attract younger users, the vast majority, nearly 85%, said that they used a flavored e-cig, with the most popular being fruit flavors, followed by candy and other sweets, then mint. 
Mark Remillard, ABC News. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.